0: The Dance Studio Session Six: The Meaning Behind Movement. Five, Six, Seven, Eight. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dancepreneuring Studio. I am Annette Bone, and this is the place where dance inspires life and business. We will be bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they will be sharing their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to move your life and business forward. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: What's up? This is Chad Moreau. Founder of Live2DJ.com, Artistic Director of Breed Dance Company, and you're listening to the Dancepreneuring Studio.
0: It's profitable to be skillful
1: and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success.
0: A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Today's step to success is something very simple and something that you're probably already using, and that is your calendar. Now, what gets scheduled gets done, which is why a calendar is so important to use. I use Google Calendar, and I like it because it's very easy to use. I love being able to color code the different tasks and the different schedules that I have. And I like being able to use it with my clients and share things via the other apps like Gmail and Google Drive. It helps me to stay on track with all the things that I need to do. Plus, it's free. So if you're not using a calendar right now, I would recommend using Google Calendar. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is preparation. And that means to prepare or to get ready. And in my modern ballet and Afro-Caribbean dance classes that I take, my teacher is very intentional about how we start and how we finish, whether we're at the bar or we're doing Technique in the middle of the room or going across the floor. It's all about how we start and how we finish, regardless if we're doing everything perfectly or not, but we're constantly working on that. And she always has us in the mode of you're preparing to perform. And I so appreciate that about her because it really helps me to focus and helps me to be very intentional with what I'm doing at the moment. And it got me to think okay, am I preparing in all the right areas that I need to so that I can set myself up to perform successfully not perfectly but progress making progress and just being intentional being focused and so preparation is key
1: now that you're warmed up get ready to go full out with our feature
0: presentation Today, I'm bringing you an interview that I did with David Norwood, who is an entrepreneur in the dance world. He's been involved in the dance industry for many years as a dancer, a choreographer, a teacher, and also with his production company called Radical Pineapple Media. He has also started a new dance company called 69 Yen. Commercially, he has choreographed for such notable companies as Ford, Nike, Apple, Volvo, Reebok and Armani, as well as directed television shows in Tokyo, London, and Belgium. For the stage, David Norwood has worked with Atlanta Ballet, Charleston Dance Project, Idaho Ballet, Edge Performing Arts Center in Los Angeles, UC Irvine Dance Department, and is currently on staff at Jimmy DeFord Dance Center in Costa Mesa, California, as well as Boogie Zone Utopia in Torrance, California. I hope you enjoy and learn from our following conversation. Where we discuss what your movement says, the importance of how you start, whether it's dance or something else, clearly defining your message and giving your best so that others can become better also. There's always something that I learn from you in your dance classes that goes beyond the choreography, beyond the steps. And I love it because it gets me thinking outside of the class and in other areas of my life and business. So right. I'm really excited to interview you and the audience is going to be really excited to hear what you have to say. I'm going to go back to a lot of the things that you've said that I've taken note of that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what you say now. Like years. if I
1: remembered it, <laughs> <laughs> like, did I say that?
0: <laughs> One of the things you said is that you can tell everything about a person by the way they dance. Can True. You, can you talk about that?
1: Sure. Movement quality is the very basis of all performance. Even though, like, dance is the last in the line of all performing arts, it is the most prevalent because the first thing you do is move. And the way you move, you can see the truth telling style about a person. So if their intent is to be happy and approach you, or sad or angry, Or whatever, you can tell by the way they move their hands, why they move their body type. If it's a big movement, small movement, and you can judge a person's character and glean what they could be like and what they're probably like by the way they move. If it's more energy, then you have someone who's more teachable. If it's like a conservative hidden energy, it's a little bit more difficult to teach. If it's somebody who's got really wide eyes and is completely present but moving small, they want to do it, but they're afraid to do it. And so you have, as a teacher, you have to take inventory constantly in class to see what your class is like. because it's, it's an ever-moving organism that changes second by second.
0: I think that with that, you probably have that mindset as well with analyzing that from a, from the movement perspective for your businesses and your projects and everything that else that you do.
1: Oh, yeah. So, you know, my ideas are very much on the edge. They're very yes. much out there, <laughs> which is wonderful for me, but I'm not paying for to co-see my own show. So, I let myself dream uninhibited, but then I have to see, okay, what marketplace does this entity fit? So, if, like I'm doing a show in the middle of the month called Hallucinate, and it's a burlesque contemporary show. But instead of making it like a full-on burlesque show, which I could... That's not really me. It's more like it's very technical. There's a storyline and it has to be live, but it in a smaller theater rather than something huge like a club. So you, you take what you know and you love it, but then you have to be, you know, like a parent and discern where does this go best.
0: A mentor of mine would always say an ounce of wisdom is worth a pound of faith. You had tweeted a while back an ounce of behavior is worth a pound of words. True. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. You'll get further with me as an artist, teacher, if you walk into the room completely present. If you walk in and there's chatter around you, not so much chatter coming from you, but if there's a lot of, uh, how we say it, uh, white noise coming around you and you're totally unfocused and totally not there, I've come to the age where I just, you know, I won't help you as much. I just won't. You know, but if you just come and you are just completely there and you stand up straight, standing up straight wins my ball game every time, you know, standing up straight and being totally present, I'm there for you. Whatever your level or whatever you need to do or not do or this, and that, and the other, it's great. But if you are completely unfocused and distracted a lot and you slouch and the physical manifestation of expectation, that is the death of learning because if you come in with an expectation, already, then walk out because I can't teach you because it'll always be wrong. So, yeah.
0: This goes great into my other question about something else that you said in class that I, th- I thought was so important and just relates to everything is just the way you start. Your intention, like what you were talking about walking into the room. Right. The example that you used was with Misty Copeland mm-hmm. and how she just can stand there and point her foot and she commands attention and she has a presence as opposed to maybe someone that's already doing some flurry of movement and it's not as powerful. How would you relate that to your personal business life or how would you talk about that to someone that's a creative entrepreneur? Uh,
1: This is great because the key to any artistic project is to define the message. You have to define the message. The, The number one thing in any artistic product, whether it be dance, acting, movies, commercials, painting, is what are you trying to say, you know? Whether or not they want to hear it or not, that's irrelevant. But you have to s- sit back before you go out there and go, I'm trying to say this. I'm trying to say this will be an excellent dance about spiders and them flying up your nose. <laughs> if that's, if that's what it's about, mm-hmm, then let's true. be, let's be clear and go, this is about spiders flying up your nose. And we will do a dance on that. And if we're clear on that message, then it's easier for the audience to accept your wild, you know, fantastical rides all over the place. As long as you're clear on the message, which I, I think, I like to be when I when I teach. I'm always making notes before I go to class about, okay, what am I going to do here? What's the goal for everybody to get technically, artistically, and viscerally? What are you trying to feel? What are you trying to do? And how are you trying to do it? When I'm clear on that, the class responds. Because then, again, I have a truth-telling style about what I'm doing rather than BS. <laughs>
0: That is such a, that leads again, very nicely. Into We're leading.
1: My- <laughs> I'm leading her everywhere. I love
0: this. I love this because, you know, I, I know I've told you before. I just, I love the things that you talk about in class and I have to stop and think, oh my gosh, he's right. This mm-hmm. is, you know, I need to think about this more. I'm being challenged in my thinking about a lot of the things well, that you yeah, say. Because, you
1: know, you know that I believe, and this kind of goes along line line, what's happening today in the world. You know, with everything, the analogy I like to use is, and I'm going to bring it up because it's, it's this time. It's like police force. Okay, so we have this whole issue in America about police and the community, and this and any other. And I believe that, and we need police. Don't get me wrong. And police officers on the whole are great, but I believe that the police force's number one goal is to become irrelevant. The number one goal. In every vocation is to be so good, you're irrelevant. Meaning, if I don't teach you how to be an excellent dancer, number one, I haven't done my job. And number two, I have to strive to become completely irrelevant. I'm I'm here to make you guys better than me. And if every teacher, every garbage man, every um, police officer, every mom, every dad, that's the job. And parents. We want our kids to be better than us. That's the goal. The goal is to become irrelevant, not still more important when they're 50 and we're, you know, 150 and them still going, well, what do you think, mom or dad? Then we haven't done our job. So I always approach dance or teaching dance and even creating is to be so good and so excellent that everyone becomes better than me and then I'm irrelevant. It's a wonderful race of perfection. It's the race of perfection. I
0: like that a lot. The race of perfection. Yeah. You talked about preparing and the notes you make yourself before coming into a class. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I see that you're very intentional in everything that you do. How would you advise a creative entrepreneur to have that same mindset and what kind of things do you do to make your day productive in the way that you want it to go? Obviously we can't control everything that happens, Sure. but do you have anything that has helped you be uh, more productive, and any strategies yeah, and tactics um, or tactics that you'd like to share.
1: Number the number one thing I would say to artists specifically is never wait for inspiration. There's no such thing as that. There's no such thing as sitting around and going, "Okay, the gods will now open up and strike me down with an idea." You have to literally work your creativity every day for minimum ninety minutes, ninety minutes to two and a half hours. If you can handle two and a half hours. That's awesome. If you can do two sets of 90 minutes, that's just as awesome. And need a break, I get it. But there has to be a discipline. I I love to research history. And I look at all the great artists from Picasso to Mozart to the write, the great writers to Tesla. They all set a schedule. They all set a schedule it's like wake up, have some coffee, have a shot of vodka, walk around, <laughs> you know, whatever. Walk in the garden, sit down, work for three hours, get up. Have something to eat the Beatles you know these are the greats, the best of the best they would work specifically every day at the same time and produce prodigious amounts of work and that's what I follow that to the letter. I wake up in the morning, I do yoga, I work out, then I go into the studio, literally I roll into the studio and I just start choreographing for no other reason but to choreograph. I make notes about it, I figure out what kind of class I'm do, what song i'm doing, I make the notes and i even actually, I teach when no one's in here. I actually teach the combo as if there are X amount of people in there. So when I do it for real, and you see me, yes. it, it looks like it's just coming off the top of my head.
0: Yes, it is. That's so true. But
1: it's not.
0: <laughs> preparation, just you know, proper preparation, focused, intentional preparation. Right. I mean, you, I think, and I've certainly made this mistake as an entrepreneur is that I felt like as long as i was busy and doing something yeah. that i was being productive and no. that's not the case no. you have to be specific intentional right. and the result has to be something that's going right. to be move your life or your business yeah. forward
1: yeah you you skip a rock a small rock in the pond it skips it's very pretty then the rock's gone then the ripples are gone you take a boulder and you take a helicopter and drop that sucker into <laughs> the pond the result of that is long-lasting meaning instead of feeling busy if you put all of your effort into one project so in my case as a dance teacher if i put four hours into one song into one class that combination that four hours of work can last up to somewhere between minimum two weeks to a year if the choreography is so amazing I can pull it out again and again and again. I can use it in classes. I can use it in a show. It's a great – and that's because I decided to focus on only one. And then the dividends make it easier. And then you do other work like managing that choreography, selling that choreography. Then it's a different kind of work. But if you do every little thing, always this and that and the other, I'm going right, I'm going left, and you're moving laterally but not forward because – and you feel tired, and you feel busy, yes, and you've got nothing done.
0: Yes, yeah. and nothing to show for right. it. You're, you're right.
1: Yeah,
0: I thought about this this morning, and I asked my husband if this would be a proper question. but so. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I consider you to be supremely self-confident. And maybe okay. others that know you or think they know you right. or just met you may think that, and you've said this too, that you come across arrogant.
1: A little arrogant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think there's a difference between the two and... Do you sure. think, as a creative entrepreneur, you need to be one or the other? Do you want
1: um, to? Arrogance about it? is dangerous. Arrogance will arrogance will fail you every time. This I know from experience. When all of a sudden you really do feel like not only you're the greatest person in the room, but you're the greatest person in the world. The arrogance comes from in two ways. In my case, it would come very overt. My arrogance would be overt, and everybody would know it. The real danger is subjective and non-can't-really-see-arrogance. And that comes from a smirk, someone looking down their nose, a kid whispering and talking back under his breath. Arrogance plus fear is just a drag. It's a total drag. And so arrogance in itself is not. But self-confidence comes from preparation. When I'm completely prepared and I come in very confident, but if you notice, I'm so confident. I want everybody on board. I don't want to be the only one on board. I, you know, It's like I want you to be great too. I love you to be great and you to be great. And if you've got a great idea that's better than mine, I'm so self-confident. I can go, that's better than my idea. Because I know that my stuff is so on top of its game. So arrogance comes from being the smartest person in the room when you know you don't belong in the room. Self-confidence comes from leading people into a better room so they can be challenged more.
0: Wow, that's great. Whoa.
1: (laughs) Are you guys writing this down?
0: (laughs) I always have to stop because he he, just these nuggets of wisdom come from him. I'm serious all the time. I'm in his classes quite a bit. And there's always something new that he says. And as a matter of fact, I'm probably going to get some uh, audio of him in class as he's teaching and talking about this stuff. So (laughs) you guys are really going to like this. Now, you want to talk a little bit about the projects that you have ongoing?
1: Yeah. Okay. My media company, Radical Pineapple, has launched – So we have several projects in place. The first one is that burlesque contemporary called Hallucinate. And that's actually spelled H-A-L-O-O-S-I-N-8. Yes. Let's all just (laughs) take a moment. (laughs) That That will be later in the month. That will be performing at Boogie Zone. Then I'm going to dive headlong into a small movie short that I have. It's gonna be a movie and a book. It's a book of poetry that I've written and it's a movie called Apollo Ghetto. And it's a story of about a man who has amnesia who has to figure out who he is. And it's all done in spoken word. It's wow. it's all done in the form of Greek theater. So instead of like it'll be in the round and all the scenery will be hanging, it'll be filmed as a movie, but also performed live and there's a book of poetry that goes with it.
0: Wow, that sounds really yeah, that's exciting. A lot of fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not to mention teaching Going back to Idaho Ballet in the early spring to choreograph and then start doing some master classes with my workshops, not only here at Boogie Zone, but also around the country.
0: Great. Yeah. Great. I'm looking forward to seeing all that yeah. happen. Busy. You have a great year ahead of yeah, you Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> you can find me everywhere. You should go. Okay. So if it's Facebook or Instagram, or Twitter. It's all of them at TripHopDavid, T-R-I-P-H-O-P-D-A-V-I-D, or just go to Boogie Zone and find me on there, on their website, boogiezone.com, and just Google David Norwood Dance. You'll get the phone.
0: Yes, and check out the video, the oh, yeah. dance reels too. Yeah, look at the videos. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of great right? stuff. I hope you enjoyed and learned from David Norwood in this interview. And now I have a question for you. What preparation tips have you found helpful in your life and business that you'd like to share? I'd love to hear about them. You can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash zero zero six, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And also I would consider it a great honor if you would subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher radio, and I can announce your name on a future session of the Dancepreneuring studio coming up next week in the dance studio. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, actually. I have a couple ideas, so you're just going to have to stay tuned. But anyway, until then, I pray that you have an excellent week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to chatting soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at AnnetteBone.com
1: slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at AnnetteBone.com. This podcast copyright by AnnetteBone.com and Dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.